And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. Judy, you've done a DNA test on your dog. Is that correct? Several. I did. You did two. You did a... I uh, did a cheek swab, and I didn't think it was very accurate, so I did the blood test because mm. I wanted to find out what kind of dog she was and what kind of behaviors I could expect and what kind of diseases that go with the breeds that wow. I could expect. You, you really did your research there. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I did the same for Boss because, you know, he was a little mutt that we rescued and, uh, you know, we DNA tested him just to kind of figure out what the heck he was. Some some of it left our head scratching a little bit, how we could have Otter Hound in a uh, 16-pound terrier, but it's, it's kind of a family joke at this point now. So. Otter Hound? I don't think I've ever heard of Otter Hound. Me either. Uh, they're, they're, they're large. They're kind of wire-haired and probably about over 60 pounds, so... Lori and I, we have not done the uh, DNA tests because we we just love the animals. We don't uh, we don't need to know what kind of animals they are. Isn't that right, Lori? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're right. But I mean, I think we all love our animals. But I think it would be helpful to know in some cases, especially you know diseases and things that some breeds are prone to. Okay, well, there the ladies are all being very rational. It appears. We are sticking together today. Yes. yes. You know who's on the phone with us is Dr. Lisa Moses. She practices pain and palliative care at the Angel Animal Medical Center, very well-known center in the Boston area. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, doctor. Hi there. Uh, how much validation should we be giving these DNA tests? Well, it depends really on whether or not you're talking about the tests that tell you about your dog's ancestry or you're talking about the genetic tests that tell you about mutations that might be linked to diseases because those are really two different things mm. I, I didn't realize that so the wisdom panel which i believe is that what you did judy yeah but wouldn't the wouldn't the breed kind of tell me you know their genetic about their you know their heritage wouldn't that tell me what kind of diseases if if it's if i know what dog it is well yes and no there are some genetic tests that you can do on your dog now that are very similar to the kinds that you can do for yourself where you do a cheek swab on your dog and you send it off and you might get back information about your dog's ancestry but you might also get back a whole list of mutations or genetic variants is the preferred term these days that tell you that your dog has a change in their DNA that might be associated with a particular disease. So it's kind of different than just knowing, for example, you have a golden retriever and golden retrievers in general are prone to a particular kind of cancer. This is about your dog. But back to the first question, how accurate are these tests? Because, again, Judy said she did a, she did a cheek swab, she did a blood test. And they and, were both and different. They both <laughs> completely different, and, and Dr. Debbie's uh, seems to have a similar problem. Yeah, and that is pretty much why we started looking into this, because we heard a lot of these stories. And, again, I think I was much more concerned about people who were starting to use these tests to make medical decisions. Oh, and what we found is that we really don't know a whole lot because the tests are largely proprietary and the companies don't have to tell us the way they do them, what kind of methodology they use, whether or not they validated the results. So we really don't know how useful the information is. 
It's different than uh, human DNA tests, I assume, which we do know. There, there are certain certifications with human tests, right? Yes, and that was one of the things that we really found out when we started looking into this is that they found exactly the same issues happened when people started getting these kinds of tests for themselves, and they regulated them so that it, now there's a really high bar for you to be able to say that a genetic variant causes diseases in a person. But we don't have that kind of system in dogs, so it's really hard to know what to do with that information. But I think isn't and we're talking a totally different kind of test. This is one for the consumers to find out kind of you know what potential breeds are in your dog, versus when um, as a veterinarian um, and I have a Doberman Pinscher walk into my office and we're going to say okay you know um, we know that they have dilated cardiomyopathy in the breed. Um, this pet owner wants to know before it's either bred or before she purchases this dog, um, what is the potential genetics of the the dog have or developing that disease down the road and if they have the genes for that which that testing is different than what we're talking about right now okay. is that correct not entirely because again um, the those tests even if they are blood tests done through individual labs rather than these big panels we still don't have the kind of follow-up information to tell us how many, for example, you're, you're talking about a Doberman with cardiomyopathy. We don't really have good information to say that of the 10,000 Dobermans that we've tested that have this genetic variant, how many of them actually ended up developing cardiomyopathy? That's mm. the information we don't I have. see. We are with Dr. Lisa Moses. She practices pain and palliative care at Angel Animal Medical Center. And what we've learned so far that, you know, you need to make any kind of decision. You need good factual information. If you get bad information, you can make a bad decision. It could affect the life of your animal. Stick around. Do you have any case studies where somebody's made a, a poor decision based on a DNA test of any sort? Well, the whole reason that I ended up looking into this and ultimately we wrote this editorial is because that was starting to happen. And that started some years ago. There are a number of genetic tests that um, primary care veterinarians are doing in their offices. And what I was starting to see in my practice was primarily with dogs who had neurologic problems. And the hard part about neurologic problems is that in a certain sense, a lot of them look the same on the outside. And without much more extensive testing, you may not be able to tell the difference between a dog who has a problem in their spine as opposed to a dog who has a problem in the nerves in their legs. So I was getting concerned that people were doing genetic tests and assuming that the cause of what they were seeing was this genetic mutation and not doing further testing to try to make sure it wasn't some fixable problem. Has anybody ever euthanized a dog on the chance that it's going to develop something serious after doing I one do, of these tests? I do think that that has happened, is happening and has been happening for a while, and that was really my greatest fear and what um, pushed me to look into this. So ultimately, I guess the question is, should we do the DNA test? Um, I will tell you I have not done one on my own dogs. <laughs> 
um, if that answers your question. I, I think that if you want to do it to get some information about your dog's ancestry and you're approaching it as something interesting and you just want the information but you're not going to do anything to your dog or not do anything to your dog on the basis of it, sure. It's interesting. It's fun. Maybe it will give us some information when we learn more about how to use these tests. But for now, I wouldn't use them to make medical decisions. More of a novelty. Huh? Yeah, what do you think, Doc? Yeah, and I have to say that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't get any money kickbacks from DNA testing. So I have full, full disclosure, I'm not promoting it for the benefit of, you know, spending people's money. But I do find that, you know, when, especially when we have mixed breeds, um, and, and this is where, you know, don't get angry, Hal, um, <laughs> pure breeds do give us some great information about the heritability of certain diseases. And this crosses over to people. So by studying those kind of diseases and uh, how that's passed down the line or not passed down the line, it can give us information on how those, Similar type diseases might happen to people, but when you have a mixed breed dog, where you kind of don't know what you're getting, um, I think it can be potentially helpful to say, hey, you know, I didn't know my dog had um, Yorkie in it. Um, so if he has anything related to uh, a portosystemic shunt, oh, wow, you know, maybe that's something I need to be aware of and address if any kind of problems arise. And I think that's where you know, the value can be, and I would never want anybody to get a test and put their pet to sleep because they tested positive for a gene that could cause degenerative myelopathy. But I would say, wow, you know, hmm, you know, you got some German Shepherd in there. You know, maybe we watch for hip dysplasia. Maybe we worry about, um, you know, some other skin diseases that we could have. And it's just that awareness and kind of knowing what you could end up with in the concern levels, because that's why people come to me. Hey, doc, I got this dog. What do I need to worry about? in their course of their lifetime. And if it helps give us that clue, yeah, I think it's worth it. I think that is a really sensible approach. And I know that one of my collaborators, Eleanor Carlson, who is doing a lot of research into dog genomics, she's trying to answer some of the questions about that. When you have a mixed breed dog, how much do you have to worry about them being predisposed to diseases that we have traditionally thought of as being associated with a purebred. There are a whole lot of tests out there. Uh, many of them are cotton swabs, cheek swab tests, and others mm -hmm. are blood tests. Are we throwing our money down the, the toilet with the cheek swab tests? We don't have any reason to think that the cheek swab tests are any less um, valid than the blood tests totally depends upon what methodology the lab is using, and that is information that they are not obligated to share with us. But cheek swab testing is a valid way to collect a DNA sample. It's what happens after you collect it and do something with it that matters, and that's the part we really don't know. Don't you get a more accurate reading from blood? It's more pure. When you do a cheek swab, your dog could have chewed on a toy that another dog chewed on. It could have their saliva. It could have, you know, been out picking up sticks at other dogs. It could have, you know, stuff in their mouth, isn't it? Won't you get more accuracy with the blood? Apparently not. Um, and I am not an expert in genomic science. I would have to consult with my collaborators on that one. But it is a very valid way um, to do genomic assays in people as well. It's the, it is the usual way that they do it in people. 
Um, and I think that it depends upon how many markers they are looking at that helps decide how accurate the testing really is, not so much the source material. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.